I'm not really here. You're simply hearing the audio manifestation of a fever dream. What's going on, everybody? Here we go. Jesse's joining. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can. Okay, cool. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> you people in here? As I was just saying, I'm not really here. <laughs> not really here. Not really here. This is just you're hearing you're hearing a fever dream manifesting in audio form. <laughs> <laughs> No, fortunately, no fever dreams this time. Have you guys... Okay, have you heard of... can hear you, but we can't see you. I think that's good. I think so. <laughs> can you hear me? Can you see me? Okay, for work. Anybody know that reference? That's an, that's an uplifting movie. <laughs> um, Jesus. <laughs> uh Fever dreams. Anybody anybody ever experienced fever dreams? Fortunately, I did not this time, but I have in the past. I found the last time I got super sick, um, Melanie didn't... Apparently, this is not a thing Melanie was aware of, uh, but she experienced it firsthand the last time I got super sick. But if you don't know, basically a fever dream is where you get a fever so bad, uh, your brain is like frying... So you stop making sense and, uh, Hey, here we go. Hi. Hello. Hello. I never make sense. No. (laughs) Yeah. I was just telling them fever dreams. That's a thing that you were not aware of was an actual thing. No, because I take medicine and, and, you know, don't let my fever boil my brain. Well, Sometimes it happens. Fortunately, it didn't happen this time. That, that's because I came and checked on you. That's true. <laughs> but also, you came and checked on me because I had a fever dream that one time. That, that's true. Or whatever. And you just, you just, when you get sick, you get like weird sick. Yeah, I don't, I don't half, I don't half it, man. I go all the way. <laughs> yeah, you do. I don't get sick. I get weird sick every time. <laughs> you do. <laughs> It's like he's like the bathroom and, and the kitchen were fighting, and I'm like, "What? Oh man, it's weird." I, I kind of understand the logic behind it, though. It's because every place I couldn't find a comfortable place, and every place had its own pros and cons. Like at the time in the computer room is where there was knowledge, and so if I went there, I would get more knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, fortunately, I didn't get that sick this time. No. I'm I'm still not over it. I'll get I'll be pretty useless a lot of this episode. But hey, let's go ahead and kick in some intro music. Yeah. All right. Man Time flew to the max. Paul Harder says yes. You got to do it all the way. Oh, it takes. Uh, a Here we go. See, no wonder Pluto TV kept advertising to me. Uh, ooh, Matt, Matt Garner says, I'm a thoughtful guy right now. I'm thinking about the millions of microorganisms living on my body. It's like I'm, I'm a mothership, a 100% male mothership. So <laughs> that's, that's pretty weird, but I like it. Uh, see, no wonder Pluto TV was aver- kept advertising me. What was it? that man powder or what was it supposed to God, man I powder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. New, I was telling Melanie about it last night, Nugenics or some crap. I'm uh-huh. not advertising for them because I'm very, it seems very questionable to me, but they are advertising it as like, Ooh, we're getting echo. That was me. Uh, but they kept advertising it as like man, 
rejuvenation or something. I don't know. It was ridiculous. I was watching classic Doctor Who. Yeah, and it's, it totally sounds like something that's going to like cause the next zombie apocalypse or something. Yeah, new Gen X. I was like, that's that's not a that's a thing that starts a sci-fi movie. <laughs> sci-fi horror. That's how we get Planet of the Apes. It's that what you want. <laughs> Do you want Planet of the Apes? Because that's how we get it. No. I do want. I want. I want there to be a cult that worships warheads, though. Oh yeah, fair enough. I'm pretty sure I live by that church. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's that church in front of that uh, complex with all the light bulbs, which I thought was. I thought was oh, the. Yeah. Nu- I thought that was the new uh, the nuke plant, but that it is not. It was a uh, Conagra Con or something. Yeah. But there's like it's so weird at night. So there's it's it's Conagra. It's this big plant, but they have. We thought they were the power plant because there's a nuclear plant just down the road, but they have a million light bulbs, a million light. And bulbs. And they're super bright. Like it yeah. is, it's brighter than the city next to it. It's crazy. Yeah. And at night they're all on all the time, but in front of it, like directly in front of it off the highway is this little church. This little like kind of uh, I don't know. It looks, it's not like a fancy church. It's just like a regular type of little building church and i'm like that's like the church of uh i don't know man it's like it's like the church of the new light or something like that which is why it was super creepy because, <laughs> yeah you know it's, it's, it's yeah like tesla light bulbs all over the place yeah it's either it's either the planet of the apes church or it's like a fallout a fallout church or something which is kind of the same Matt has got Matt Garner is got, having a fever dream. I think I think so. <laughs> or he's trying to inspire one dude. You messing with me? <laughs> is that you know, Matt D pretending to be Matt G? You know, what's funny. I just got some whittling tools like three days ago. So I'm going to whittle. I'll be a whittling old man. Sweet. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like he's trying to like uh you know how they have little coded keywords that like unlock a or 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 uh, unlock a, a special agents like a, a sleeper agent oh yeah, yeah i feel like that's what he's doing he's trying to unlock all the sleeper agents that happen to be reading through the chat room he's a- activating the winter soldier that, activating it yes that's it jasper jasper says i was about to read his name that's not even your real name jasper uh, New Gen X equals Resident Evil. Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of thing it reminds me of. Well, if you uh, happen to watch Doctor Who on Pluto TV, like they will advertise that to you nonstop. <laughs> wow. What? Top bugging? Just, just the mats ongoing tangent it's pretty entertaining <laughs> or maybe it maybe it's coded to cause epilepsy i don't know oh, man. <laughs> i hope not i'm gonna stop reading the chat then oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy i don't know epilepsy i've never tried it maybe it's fun i don't think that's good <laughs> i think that's your brain like misfiring so um, I'm gonna try and no. stave that off. So, so what? What's our topic for today? Well, you guys are gonna talk about a movie, but I, I feel like we're missing some key people. You're right. Uh, they, they might be here soon. Hard to see who's in the chat that normally would be. Yeah, we don't have Matt D, and we don't have Maggie, but. Yeah, Maggie's the reason we're, we we went doing this stupid movie anyway. Not the stupid, <laughs> but, you know. right. So I guess we can just. Oh, I'm, I'm an admin of the live cast. Yeah, I just realized you weren't, so I should make you one. Thank you. So I guess we could react at the news. Yeah, sure. Sure, we could do that. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna pull up my uh my little. RSS list. I didn't have time to put together anything. So, well, we still have a book. We still have a bunch of news items in the uh, in the show notes. Yeah, 
that's true that or, we have not even touched on because I think we got partway through them on Friday and then just stopped. I don't know. Sometimes we get going. Sometimes the chat is more engaging than what we're talking about. And uh, yeah. Oh, I do have something. Uh, I learned a thing last, I think last night, whenever it was, I was watching TV. I learned a thing. Uh, So, you know, there was a child's play. That's so funny, Paul, Evil Dead. I just actually pulled uh, a story about Evil Dead up because that that okay we'll do that real quick then sam raimi teases the a return to the evil dead franchise which is pretty cool because it just it just left like it was just here not long ago um what's the tease though uh he says uh, apparently sam raimi told bloody disgusting i'd love to make another one i don't think tv is in its future but we're talking about bruce campbell Rob Tappert and myself, one or two different ways to go for the next movie. One or two different ways to go for the next movie. Uh, we'd like to make another Evil Dead feature, and in fact, we're working on some ideas right now. Oh, that yeah, that'd be cool. I'm down for that. I'm down for <laughs> evil everything. I still have to watch the last season of Ash vs. Evil Dead. I'm curious how it would go because um, Bruce Campbell made it sound pretty definitive that he was done playing Ash. Well, but does he does he say that on a regular basis? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> it's not like they've rebooted it and then ignored the reboot, which is actually a segue. Okay. <laughs> Matt, I think you're copy pasting st- stuff. I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. Oh, well, I was, I was responding and stuff. Yeah, he's he's copy pasting. So he, sorry, Matt Garner, you're gonna get blocked if you're really not somebody I know. You're gonna get blocked. But if you are somebody we know, nah, it's the same thing over and over. Blocked. All right. Well, darn it. He was more interesting till it turned out he was kind of a creepy bot type person. <laughs> Maybe he wasn't a, a person at all. <gasps> no, he's a bot. Oh my. A very thoughtful bot that had lots of questions. Yeah. Bought and paid for. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Okay, so the thing I discovered was, darn it, I had a good segue going too. Uh, speaking of movies that were rebooted and then the reboot were just was just ignored. So, okay, so you know, uh, Child's Play kind of reboot just came out. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, and this is something I discovered by a YouTube video, so it's got to be true. Um, <laughs> so there's Child's Play one, two, and three. And then the creator of the franchise went to a different studio, and that's when they became Chucky movies, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. So the the most recent reboot of Child's Play is actually actually has nothing to do with the original creator, the studio. Um, like, there's kind of a weird right split. Like, they have rights to a Chucky doll-type character and the name. Meanwhile, the original creator still has the rights to basically the same stuff, except for the Child's Play title, so all the Chucky stuff. So basically, they remade that movie, or they rebooted that, did did the Child's Play movie. Meanwhile, the Chucky movies themselves is still an ongoing series, and uh, the original creator still plans on making more beyond, what was the recent one, Cult of Chucky? Yes. So it's an interesting case where a right split like leads to it being rebooted while the original series is still going. So it's kind of like Dawn of the Dead and uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, totally. Where they reboot it, even meanwhile George Romero is still making sequels too. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. I mean, it's so confusing. That's that's the world of. Uh, intellectual property rights. 
So it's the same kind of deal with um, Evil Dead and Army of Darkness, right? Um, yeah, I think so because, like, S Mart can't be in Ash versus uh, Evil Dead or whatever. Yeah, and it, at least back in the first season, I think it was where he kind of did a little recap. He he totally ignored Army of Darkness, which kind of seems like a major thing he'd mentioned like oh yeah and also i got sucked back through time yeah but yeah that's because yeah the rights fall with a different fell with a different company exactly i thought i think they were trying to looking to remedy that eventually but i'm guessing maybe they didn't weren't able to <laughs> um yeah <laughs> um do you want me to jump into some of this new stuff that we yeah. got okay um so stranger things is rumored to end with season four evidently the original idea was to end the show after five seasons but that seems to have been scrapped as uh the whole kids versus evil hook can stay kids versus evil and not young adults versus evil if you know what I mean. Of course, this is just a rumor at this point in time, but we will make sure to keep up to date on what's going on behind the scenes of the hit Netflix series. Um, so, yeah, that was from comicbook.com. So I, I think I just pulled that off of Facebook. But, yeah, so basically they're talking about the next season being the last season because the kids are growing up. That makes that makes sense. They're like, they're starting to get awkward. We got to get rid of them. <laughs> they are teenagers cute. aren't cute. Nope. <laughs> uh, and the teenagers they have on there aren't cute either. <laughs> Weird looking people. <laughs> so it's super rude, but whatever. Uh, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, well, the people that hadn't seen it aren't even on here. I don't think if we wanted to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, we don't really have to... Ju- Jesse, have you seen it? Have you watched it? I, uh, I just finished it. Oh, well, we don't have to get into spoilers because it we it is pretty quick on the heels of it being released. But, yeah, if you guys want to talk about it a little bit, uh, I'm totally down because Melanie and I, we binged it um, last weekend. So we got through it pretty quick. Uh, I loved it. I thought the season was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Like I, I think I, I think I enjoyed it more than the second season. Yeah, um, I was gonna say that too. Um, season one was was awesome, obviously, because we'd never seen anything like it. Season two was okay comparatively, but it it wasn't like it wasn't scary at all, really, to me. Um, but then this season was like this really played on the John Carpenter stuff, which was always gonna get my vote. You know, mm-hmm. but this there was very much like a they live uh, slash the thing vibe this season. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, I seen I don't know, it was some some article title and I didn't read it at the time, but whoops. But it's kind of the most accurate review, like mini review of it is that it felt like an eight hour long blockbuster. And I would kind of agree with that. Right. Yeah, they kept things going a little better this season, I think. You you even had to wait after the credits for the, the scene that Randy was excited about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I was excited, but they... Well, no, we're going to get into spoilers. Let's not do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I say... Um, it seems like... Oops. Next time, there's going to be all kinds of weird teenager sexual tension. I mean, there almost has to be. And poor that poor Will boy needs to find a, a girl. <laughs> or not, you know, I mean. Well, like, whatever. He needs to find something to occupy his thing, his yeah. Yeah. You guys, you guys take over for a little bit. Okay. Okay. He, um, do we want to keep going with news or do we want to jump into some of this movie stuff? Yeah, let's do the movie because Ray didn't watch it anyway. So, okay. 
All right. Uh, we were going to try and wait for Maggie and Matt D on this uh, movie discussion, but they are, uh, I don't think they're in the chat. They're, they're off doing their own thing, I guess. They're off doing things. They have lives. Darn it. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyways, uh, what, what are homie, homie, our homie, man, Randy leaves and I can't even talk now. Uh, our movie homework for today, uh, we kind of decided on, I think it's a Netflix original, or if not, it's like a Netflix exclusive movie uh, called The Ritual. Uh, and it came out and it must, it must be just something they got exclusive because it came out in 2017. So it's either been on there for a long time and I just didn't know it was there or it's something that they added. Recently, I, I think it has been on for a while because I don't really remember when I saw it, but it's been it's been a little while at least. Okay, I, I mean it's likely because there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of like Netflix horror that I haven't I I've just barely scratched the surface of this stuff. So if it doesn't like hit the uh, you know the Stranger Things slash Bird Box level of of hype, I may not even hear about it. Right, I I watch it all. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I'm. I'm kind of sold on it because it's yeah. like, this one was really good. I'm I'm kind of curious if it's, you know, if it's something that they foot the bill for, or if it's just Netflix. I, I think I have it. Um, uh, let's see. It doesn't really say, I'm guessing it's just, it says production company was, company was, oh wait, distribute. It was distributed by Netflix, um, okay. and yeah, so I'm guessing it, that's it. The production company was the Imaginarium. I don't know. What that okay, is, so. it kind of felt like it felt like um, like something that came probably from England because that's where all the good stuff comes it, from. It is from UK. Hey, Maggie just joined the cat. Uh, the cat, man, I'm, I'm telling you, I can't talk anymore. Um, Maggie's in the chat now. Uh, Maggie, no worries. You, are <laughs> she says she likes cats. Uh, <laughs> No worries, we are just barely getting started on the movie, uh, the ritual. So you're you're actually just in time. Yep. Uh, we've got we've got Randy back today a little bit, but I, I think he's still he's very very much still under the weather. So mm-hmm. uh, plus he didn't get a chance to watch the movie, so we're jumping into the movie um, while he's taking a quick break. Uh, I, I had seen it a while ago. I had, I don't remember when, but it was a while ago, but, but I liked it. The only thing I'm worried about is I've seen, it's the kind of movie that I like anyway. So I've seen several others and I'm going to have to try and try and keep them separate in my mind. Uh, okay. just because there's a couple, a couple of instances that are really similar and I don't want to get it, get them confused. Sure. Um, real quick, a, a summary, cause we haven't even really talked about what this movie is yet. Um, the summaries that I re- that I've read so far are very like brief and pretty vague, but it's uh, a group of college friends reunite for a trip to the forest, but encounter a menacing presence in the woods that is stalking them. Um, I don't want to get into too many of the spoilers just right off the bat, but um, five old friends from university meet over drinks at a pub and discuss plans for a trip uh, to catch up with one another. This guy named Rob suggests hiking in Sweden, but that's quickly shot down by all the others. Later, uh, later on, we have like an incident that happens, and uh, basically, it's a jump in time. Uh, something, t- uh, something tragic has happened, and they're kind of now doing this. This trip is almost like a memorial type of thing. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do we just jump into full spoilers? I mean, everybody. I mean, yeah, it's gonna if, okay. if they're gonna watch it, it's gonna be something that they're gonna find out instantly anyway. So it's not really giving giving much away. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and, and Paul says, "Do it. Go into spoilers." So <laughs> we've got we've got to go ahead. We've got to go okay. ahead. Hey, and Matt D has joined us. Uh, just got there. He's been in meetings all morning. Well, we're glad that you joined our meeting, Matt. <laughs> yep. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Jumping right into whether or not, like, did we like it? First, first off, did anyone notice this makes me highly suspicious. Matt D joined and then Maggie joined. I don't know how. Same person. <laughs> same person. Matt, Matt and Maggie are the same person. Which is really impressive because I've 
her, we've talked to both of them and they have very different voices. Yeah. So the question is, which one is, which one is the character? Is Maggie just like another Jerry, the gnome? (laughs) (laughs) That's a a great, great question. And uh, really is making me question my own skills of mimicry when I pretend to be Jasper. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue on the review. No, 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 you're you're good. So, so uh, Melanie, you said that you had seen this before, but you, but it's it's very similar to other stuff. Well, it's not not all of it. There's some of it that's not really like anything. But right. the 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 friends going off into the woods thing, I've seen in several movies where yeah, some guys go out into the woods and then some weird stuff ensues. You know, right. Well, I mean, it kind of kind of reminds me of even Blair Witch Project. Uh, A little bit, not yeah. not entirely, because this is this is less found footage stuff and more like they're yeah they're all experiencing this stuff. But it it still has a similar type of vibe in that mm-hmm. like you don't you can't see the main threat most of the time a lot of a lot of the horror is kind of like what's happening what's going on i can't see can't see what that is kind of just dark the dark woods and like twig snapping you know kind of uh, like ambiance thing right um so i hadn't even heard of it i just was flipping through and i you know it looked like a thing that we would probably watch um it actually, it looked a little bit more like a thing that we would probably watch than the last movie that we did, um, which, you know, so this is kind of more in our normal wheelhouse, I would say, than say the perfection was. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I uh, I thought the main thing that this movie is supposed to do is kind of make you question what's going on and, and uh, give you that ratcheted, like ratchet up the tension gradually as you go along. And I think it did a pretty good job of like slow release of, of information, you know, like just enough to keep you creeped out. And then here's a little more to keep you even more creeped out. Like the first thing that they find is this, this like deer that's been gutted and it's up in the trees and it's like that whole thing. And so like, that's, that's creepy, but it's also like, I don't know. I maybe a hunter did that, you know. Yeah, like it's, right, it's right. creepy. Hunters always throw their deers up and <laughs> way up in the tree. <laughs> just leave it there. I mean, that's normal. Yeah. And put Nordic runes on the tree. That yeah. that's what that's that's how you hunt, right? Well, maybe there were there maybe there's a band of hobos in the area or something, you know. Yes, Nordic hobos. <laughs> 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 and that's just like yeah, that's some kind of like a hobo speak. I, I hope we don't have any hobos in the chat because I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to judge you or your life choices. Right. Right. Um, so b- go. You know, checking in on the chat. Uh, Maggie said a, a while ago here. The ritual was an interesting film to me because the cult-like worshippers in the film are an offshoot of my religion. So I took a vested interest in it. Interested to hear your thoughts. All right. So you're you're uh, a tree worshiper. <laughs> so me, so me, uh, yeah. Blair Witch can't say the same. Oh man, we got some drama unfolding. Uh, Paul and and Matt D are potentially in fisticuffs. Is that what I'm reading? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Ewok hunters leave deer in trees. If Jedi taught me anything. Mm, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Oh, so Maggie, Maggie follows the, uh, Astaru Nordic Viking religion. Um, so I'm, I was curious about this, you know, um, watching the movie I was uh, like, how much, uh, how, how close is it? Um, because it, they kind of made it seem in the course of this, that it was like a pretty uh, extreme sect type of thing. I, I would imagine, you know, sacrifices and, and, uh, and such that, that, that makes any religion a little extreme. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume that. And, and also like, it wasn't like they were like straight up um, Odin worship kind of thing. You know, it was, it was more like we're, we're not just uh, worshiping the, the, 
the larger pantheon, we're worshiping like this specific uh, creature, this specific godlike entity. Yeah, we might might want to add that in the end, they they find a cult that is worshiping a, a creature. It's not just their their crazy heads. Because right? No, in no, the it's beginning, legit. You you might you might think that it's all just in the one guy's head because he's messed up from the event. Right. Um, uh, in the beginning of the movie. Uh, I think that I think that was a cool like juxtaposition too, like the way that they because they do they they kind of have you guessing the whole time like is this just his trauma manifesting? Is this just like you know like he's messed up? They're all messed up by by the, the fact that this event happened, and we're kind of dancing around it. I think we can kind of just rip the bandaid off and say yeah. that uh, was it. This Rob is Rob. No, Rob is the main character, isn't he? Um. Anyways, these there's the friends, and and the one friend uh, is is killed in basically a stick up at a at a liquor store, and so they they go on this whole trip basically to remember him. Um, the one the one uh, kind of the main character guy is it Luke? He uh, he witnessed the whole thing, you know, where his friend was was basically killed in this stick up. Uh, but he doesn't do anything. And so then that kind of becomes, well, not just kind of, it, it becomes like the issue that he's dealing with throughout the whole film. And some of the other people too, because I, I, I know at some point somebody else says like he didn't do anything and he's a coward and he kind of blames yes. him for it also. Right. Um, Randy, are you, are you listening in? Are you with us? Yeah. Okay, uh, Maggie just said in the chat that she is happy to share some thoughts if you'd like, but doesn't want to take over. I think, uh, I, I, you know, like she had said yesterday that uh, there's a part of the film that is one of her favorite things. So if she would like to call in, I, I'm game. I'm game for that. Yeah, go for it, Maggie. <laughs> um, I don't know what to say in the meantime. I think my favorite my favorite part of the movie oh, is okay. uh hey guys, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Just one second, let me walk to some place that's not quite as echoey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a historical uh, building today, so <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So um I really like the movie The Ritual. Um, I was not joking when I said that there was a scene in there that was one of my all-time favorites in any type of scene. I love scenes where the suspense is built up based on what you don't see as opposed to what you do. Right. I love films that do that. And this isn't necessarily a spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen the movie because it is so small and it is so quickly. But there is an instance where the last two remaining survivors of the party are in the woods. And uh, they decide to follow a stream. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yes. Do you know what sh- the, the scene I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. It's one so. of those sequences where, so everybody knows that there's a quote unquote monster in the movie. And in this particular scene, the reason why I absolutely adore it so much is the monster is in this scene in full view, the entire scene, but you do not see it. In fact, when I was watching the movie, I was looking straight at it going, it looks a little odd and out of place, but even my brain did not pick up on the fact that it's staring you straight in the face. It's right there. Oh, yeah? Oh, I'm going to have to go back to that scene. Yeah, I don't think I I didn't notice. Yes, until there is an instance in which this monster, the Jotun, which is what this monster is in the film, until the Jotun actually moves, you don't even see it until that split second at the end of the screen. And then you suddenly realize the entire time it's been right there. You can see it. It's straight there. It is so beautifully done. It is so beautifully filmed. I love the way it is done. I yeah. Love it. Those are my favorite kinds of scenes in films. Sure. And so, yeah, now, yeah, now I now I do. I want to go back and, and look specifically at that scene because, oh, yeah. I, I think this scene. I this scene. I think this movie has lots of good scenes too. Just, just like both visually and and the like Im- impact that they they have. You know, that's one of the reasons I like I like it as much as I do. I think. 
Agreed. I like this movie because it is so intense, and yet it does not rely on jump scares. There is a reason to everything. I know that I watched it with a friend of mine, and she complained that it seemed to start off a little slow. But since this is not an outright horror film, in my opinion, it is more along the lines of that psychological thriller with a few supernatural elements tossed in. This is not a movie that needed an extremely fast pace. It did what it needed. The movie itself is actually relatively short when you think about it. Right. It, it gets everything that it needs to get across in, in that amount of time, and it's it's great. I, I love this movie. I, I think it's very well done. I like the juxtaposition, everything. The mise-en-scene is freaking phenomenal. It is so beautiful. And the 95% of the movie is these men, and they're in the forest. And despite having the, you know, forests are huge. It really, the way that it is filmed, it really emphasizes the claustrophobia of them progressively getting more and more lost and that frantic and panicky feeling. I, I just love it. Was this, okay, this is one of the things where I'm not sure if I, it's this movie or another movie. Was it this movie where they, they found like a campsite that was lost under some like trees or something and and they were like somebody somebody else had gotten lost and died out there and, and that kind of added to the or is that a different movie well it was in the um, i'd say about the halfway point of the film maybe slightly before that they end up um they this it really puts into motion those supernatural elements it's and i like that because in this movie it's it i think it really um it kind of parallels the frame of mind that somebody does falling into madness you know Mm -hmm. it gets slightly more you know, worried and stuff like that. And then this, the scene that you're referring to is at the point where it really starts to go into that madness. And that's, they happen upon this abandoned encampment. It's not really an encampment. It's a, it's kind of like a cabin in the middle of the woods. It's old, it's mossy. There's various things inside the cabin that, you know, they determine somebody has lived here, but you can tell that it has not been inhabited for a long time. And, um, it's and, and that's where they end up getting the brunt of that supernatural thing before they start getting picked off. The one guy worshiping in the attic thing—that's like that was probably my favorite thing. So the um, just to give a slight bit of it, like I said, this movie to me was very very interesting, and I took a vested interest because I uh, my religion is Asatru. I am a follower of the Asatru faith, which is um, basically the old Viking religion. Um, I'm not going to get into that too much because there are those that may not agree with it, but it is my religion. And um, this, the cult that is in this film is one of those very offshoot um, psycho cults that basically come out of it. And uh, basically what they're worshiping is a Jotun, which are these gigantic beings, which were, um, they start in the, in the, the Vikings, uh, they were the first beings in time and space and help to create what we know as earth mm-hmm. um and then this particular Jotun was actually a is described as a child of loki so this is basically a bunch of loki worshipers is what that uh... is. exactly that's why there was destruction that's why there is definitive follow me or not and i'm giving you the choice because i like to play with your mind whether or not you're going to follow me i like to you know that's very much loki's way also um, the in Viking mythology, um, uh, there is an eight-legged horse, and um, which is an offspring of Loki, and so this is why you see this as half animal, half uh, you know creature kind of thing. There's lots of nice little nuances that owe to the Asatru faith and to the Viking mythos and things like that, and this is those crazy cult worshippers, which. You, I can't sit there and go, oh, I hate it because, you know, this is my faith and they're making fun of it and makes it <sighs> right. all up. But they, in every single religion, there are extremists and crazy people. And there are Asatru extremists and crazy people, I'm sure, even today. I'm oh, sure. sure. Yeah, obviously not. Um, <laughs> as, as far as uh, as far as the the um, the thing in the attic or whatever it was, um, the Oh, I'm trying. I'm searching for the word for what that would be called, but like, is what I like. yes, an effigy. Yeah, was, was that um, is that an effigy that was supposed to reference the the Jotun? So Viking 
cultures were very, very good at um, wanting things that they could physically look at, touch, and feel that were represent you know, representative of their gods, of um, who they worshipped and what they worshipped. And a lot of them believed that they, the it was a direct line. Um, runes were another one of those things, which is why you see them carved a lot. You know, there are charms and things from a lot of different religions and faiths and cultures, and th this is theirs. Um, so that effigy was likely um, created by whoever had um, inhabited that cabin a long time ago as what they looked as a direct link to their god. And then they could, you know, Loki in this instance, and then they could, okay. you know, uh, give unto that effigy, you know, very, very cult type of practice, but you know, it's, uh, that is, and then this, what was great about this film is each one of the men were affected by a different kind of madness, a different offset of that madness. And though the, unfortunately, and again, I don't want to try to give spoilers though. You can pretty much tell where we're going with this. The gentleman right. who ended up, the character who ended up passing due to this, who quote unquote woke up, shipping he is that fear he's he's representative fear so right. he's so scared then that's what the the yota and the power was feeding off of no but in all in all the i thought this was a great movie i loved this film not my favorite but certainly up there i really liked it oh that's that's fascinating so then like was it is it dom his would be kind of like denial because even when he's faced with it he sees something else there's denial there's anger there's fear and um it's all those stages of grief basically right yeah oh cool yes so no really really great i'm, I'm glad you guys chose this and i'm glad from what it sounds like that you have a, a reasonably positive view of the film so no no i i really did enjoy it and there was uh especially um was it Luke, Luke, the way that he is dealing with with his own stuff, and then also uh, what's happening around him, and how the two bleed together. Like, there's these chase scenes where he's he's still, I mean, like he's reliving the whole thing the entire time. Uh, but then there's those scenes where his his memories are bleeding into reality. <laughs> I think himself for the death of his friend, and it constantly weighs on. Him. We see that with the flashbacks, which is another thing that I thought was very interestingly done. Like it's incorporated into the flora and fauna of the film. Like there's the scene, which I thought was really kind of a cool thing where they actually had that, um, that shop in the middle of the forest. Like, yes, kind of cool. It was a really neat aesthetic. Yeah. But, um, but was that, uh, that was that hit just him hallucinating or was that caused by the, uh, uh, I think you could take it as either or. I mean, we saw that this is, okay, so obviously he's having flashbacks, which this is something that affected him so greatly. This is his best friend that died, you know, and it affected his relationship with the rest of the group and so on and so forth. And so you're kind of seeing this PTSD type of, of existence he's living. Mm -hmm. And then I think as, as it's suggested, the, the supernatural, because that's the other thing I liked about this film. This did not leave you with a, did it really happen? Was he imagining? Right. No, yeah. no, this actually happened. This creature within the confines of this film is a real thing and battling and all this stuff. So you could argue that it started out as just flashbacks. And then as we saw these flashbacks got, got progressively more detailed and violent and, mm -hmm. you know, so you get a little bit of closure as he finally kind of, and, and maybe not accept it is the right word, but he realizes what he needs to do to live out the rest of his life without letting this control every aspect of his thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I think as it, you know, that was the power of this creature in the woods and so on and so forth. Okay. Well, I was, I knew, I knew he was having just flashbacks in general from, because he, he did the whole time, but the one guy saw his wife instead of uh, the creature. And that, so I was like, well, maybe it's some weird mind control thing that it's doing to make them more docile or something too. I don't know. Um, but I, I thought that would, I mean, it's a, a scary monster is a scary monster, but a scary monster that can control your thoughts is super scary. Right. right. Well, there's actually some, some historical aspect to that too. And the mythos and stuff that went into that and, and things um, in this instance. Um, and I think it's, I'll put it this way. I, 
you, a lot of people, if you ask them, especially if they're very big on either the Asatru faith or, or Vikings as a culture, they'll sit there and look at the, the um, and it's, it's been well documented that the, the um, uh, Marvel version of Loki is yeah. really stupid and totally wrong. And I think, <laughs> as someone who follows this faith, um, it's not wrong. Every Loki is an extreme, you know, he's the god of mischief, he's the god of chaos, basically. Um, but he also, he's uh, the nice, I say nice, that's a wrong term, but the interesting thing about Viking gods and, and the pantheon and things like that is a lot of them are really, really balanced. They have good parts and bad parts to both of them. Yes, Loki as a god was very extreme. He was very, um, you know, god of, of mischief and, and chaos and things like that, but you need something to balance that out, and that balances. He, he was... He could be just and he could be fair and he realized I, th- I think the reason the film did that was a way to show that he showed the man his wife because it was his way of saying I'm going to kill you but here is a little end to your suffering before I kill you oh okay okay that's the way I took it hmm. I could be totally wrong but that's the way I took it well cool yeah <laughs> so <laughs> Um, <laughs> what is there any, is there much <clears throat> else that we want to go into? Um, okay. I, I, while we've got Maggie on though, um, we had another homework, uh, thing that I totally spaced on Monday. Uh, we, we talked about it on Friday. We said, think about it over the weekend. And, uh, and you had an answer, uh, for the question, which was, uh, game changing media, um, something that was either a life changer or a game changer. Uh, it could be a book, a movie, a game, w- whatever. Uh, something that had a big impact on you. Uh, did you want to tell us what yours was while you're, while you're on? Sure. I'll just give a quick thing. And I'm going to tell you, and you're going to look at me like I'm nuts, but everybody has their reasons. And I'll sure. tell you. So my all-time favorite film and a movie that is super dear to my heart is a relatively new one, and that is A Quiet Place. A lot of people who saw a Quiet Place didn't particularly care for it simply because there were a lot of plot holes and devices that they were like, it doesn't make much sense. Why would they do this? Why would the aliens do that? Like, how does this, you know, stuff? I totally bypassed it. And the reason that this movie, and have you guys seen a Quiet Place? I have not. I don't so, think so. No. So, do, but do you know what a Quiet Place is? Sort of. Okay, so basically the reason that this film was so important to me and that I loved very, very dearly is because when it came out, I know I'm going to tell you this and you guys are going to believe me, but I'm actually going on a year now where I can hear. I was... Oh, wow. I have a condition that killed my hearing. And until I got a... a, um, a, I went through an operation that helped return um, about 40% of the hearing in my left ear... I don't have any other hearing, but for a while there, I was completely deaf. I speak sign language and I lip read and I still have to lip read a lot. But um, as you can see, or me talking to you and able to hear you, you know, I, I've come a long way. Um, but I was deaf for, for quite a few years. And this movie was so spectacular to me because this is a movie that has, I think, two minutes in the entire film that has talking. The right. Of the entire film is based on silence. The rest of the entire film is in sign language. And this is not crappy sign language. The main actress, the the daughter, is actually deaf. She does have a cochlear implant. And she taught the entire uh, group of actors for the film, which there are not that many. I think there's five in the entire film. Um, she taught them all sign language. So it's legit sign language. It's not just quick sign, you know, or Sign, which is sometimes used for film. We saw a lot of that in um, Netflix's The Silence, which was kind of Netflix's answer to A Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. Another movie maybe you want to do homework on, but um, <laughs> anyway. Right, so right. A quiet, when A Quiet Place came out, it was huge for the deaf community because here is a film that took sign language seriously, that took deafness as not a disability to look down upon. Not that not that deaf people are hated for their deafness. I'm not saying that in any way, shape, or form. But it's very hard in a world that is so reliant on one sense, specifically hearing. Um, I mean, if you think about it, how much you rely on hearing every day. Um, sure. You know, 
for a long time, I couldn't even go through a drive-through for a McDonald's because I couldn't hear, you know, kind of thing. Little to little things. So this movie was very, very special to me because here was a movie that, even though I could not hear, I did not have to use my ears to hear. This was the first movie, really, of its kind that did that. And there are scenes in that movie where there's no sound, there's no music, there's no ambient noise, there's no nothing. And so people in the audience can look at this film and get to experience what people like myself had to go through every day, being deaf. So that's why this movie is special. I'm super excited that the second one is in production. I, you know, I'm, I'm really excited. So yes, is it a, it's my favorite movie, my number one movie for those reasons. Is it the greatest movie in the world? Certainly not. <laughs> that's why the movie was so profound for me. Oh, cool. You, you even answered my question because I was going to say, I think they're making a sequel. And, and yes. oh, well, are you excited about that? So uh, there you go. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Well, thank you guys for letting me give my input once again, taking over your. Oh, podcast. no. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, thanks so much, guys. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, this I, I had wanted to see that, to see A Quiet Place, but we never did it. I don't know why. Um, but uh, maybe we just didn't happen upon it or something. Uh, and it's easier to watch something that is on Netflix, you know. But uh, I didn't know all that about it. That it was. I mean, I knew that it, they were quiet. I didn't know that it was like that that much. I think I'm glad actually that I that I didn't ever see it in a theater or anything. Because if it was like actually completely quiet, I I would have to stop breathing because I, I would feel too loud no matter what I was doing. <laughs> Like, I hate when I'm eating popcorn and it gets to a quiet moment in a movie. And then I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm chewing because everybody can hear me. But It's kind of like the opening to Gravity. Oh, Uh, yeah. We went to the theater and saw that. And it's, I want to say it's like silent for the first several minutes. And it's just like, you can hear everyone in the theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. like that. <laughs> kind of like that. It's silent. I need some popcorn. Um, all right. Well, let's see. Do we want to go into more game changing movies? Do we have any in the chat? Movies. Sorry, I've been kind of neglecting the chats, but I see that Randy has been kind of in there complaining about Vix. Because <laughs> it's gross. It is gross. It is. I, I like it. Ew. Well, you can, you know, it's great. Matt D has a game changing book. What's that? Uh, Paul, I don't know, but Paul H. Harder says TV show Boston Legal. Boston Legal, yeah. What, uh, Oh, that was like a spinoff of another show, too. Everywhere. Uh, I love Everywhere. Oh, Neverwhere is a great book. Mine, I got one. Johnny Got His Gun. I That was the first book I, I loved and hated. I threw that book across the room at the wall like four times and cried. But I loved it. It's depressing. It is what, depressing. What, what, what is it like? Um, It's a... Uh, uh, a veteran from a war he got he was he stepped on a mine so he doesn't have any arms or legs and his face got blown off so basically all he can do is hear and he's laying in, in a bed you know at, at the hospital and he can't tell if he's asleep or awake and he's trying to communicate with the people around him but they don't understand you know and they're doing things he doesn't want them to do and whatever and it's just like it's really super frustrating because it you know you'll get to a point where you think somebody might understand because he's trying to do uh, like a Morse code to him. Mm-hmm. And, and you think that, that they're starting to get it, but then you're, it's like, no, no, it's they're They're thinking it's something completely different and don't understand what he wants. And, and it just, I don't know. And just be, just being in that state, I think would be the most frustrating thing in the world to be trapped inside yourself, basically. Right. Yeah. Okay, I think I think you had kind of mentioned this on the show before because this sounds familiar. Yeah, I probably have. Uh, it, I think we were talking about fears, and and like this was one of your legit worst fears, or something like that. It is. Yes. It is. Oh yeah. 
I can't imagine it. <laughs> but anyway, that made, well, I mean, I already loved, I've always loved horror and stuff, but that, that gave me a better idea of the things that I'm really afraid of. Not, I'm not afraid of horror. It's just entertainment. That's the kind of stuff that terrifies me. So, uh, so don't step on landmines. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to think of what, what, what I would consider game changing. Um, like as far as video, video games, I, I think uh, two come to mind. One is Legend of Zelda because it was like the first time that, like, like I feel like that game, uh, it was one of the one of the earliest Nintendo games, and it still seemed like it was basically pushing the boundaries of what that game system could even do. Which I think is why half the time the game didn't work for me because, <laughs> like the the little battery or whatever that would uh, save the game, uh, you know, like sometimes those would just go bad. I think, uh, and then that was the number one game that we had a hard time like getting it to boot. So if we could get that game to boot, we were playing it as long as we possibly could. Mm-hmm. And there were even times where we would just leave it on, even if we couldn't play, we'd just like leave it in the pause screen and, and keep it on because we weren't sure when we would get a chance to, to play it again. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, we, of course we, of course we blew in the cartridge cause that's what you do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we did all the, we did all the tricks where it's like, okay, you gotta shove it all the way over to the left and then push down. <laughs> when you put the game in like there were all sorts of different tricks that you would do. Um, but that, that one was kind of a game changer. And then the other one that comes to mind and again, a game was chrono trigger and it was a time travel game, which I loved. Uh, it had all these different crazy ensemble cast of characters and, uh, and you could basically play out each one of them had a backstory and you could, you could basically play it out depending on where you went in the little world. So, um, I would say, uh, for me, a movie would be, uh, lost highway, David Lynch movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so weird. And it was one of the, I don't know. It was one of the first times where I, I was like, wait, what this can, this can be a movie. A movie can be this. Like it's, it doesn't, when you look at the overall plot of it, it doesn't make sense. Like one chair, one character completely changes into a different character halfway through the movie. And then we follow them for a while. Like it's very bizarre. So yeah, definitely that. And Alfred Hitchcock psycho just cause it's great. Oh yeah. 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 I don't know. In terms of movies, I Joe, you know, like this, what kind of inspired this, uh, was that I joked that uh, Bill and Ted was a game changer for me. (laughs) Uh, And it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, like, I mean, it's not like it changed my life or anything, but at the same time, it was like, I just dig uh, movies like that, where um, the, the main characters are like, so totally their own people, you know, like that whole personality thing, like uh, the dude in, in the big Lebowski. Like, I, I really like those kind of, like, this is a guy that's just living his life, man. Uh, Mortal Kombat, not the movie. <laughs> Mortal Kombat, yeah, that's a life changer. The game, because it was so cool. And it came out, for me, at the, the original game, Mortal Kombat, and Mortal Kombat 2 came out at the perfect time. Uh, I was young, but you know what? I've still yet to rip a single spine out in real life. So uh, <laughs> I think everyone's complaints... All the people freaking out in the early 90s, they were wrong. But, yeah, it was just super cool. And I sunk so much time into Mortal Kombat, and I wasn't even necessarily good at it. But it was, it at least one and two, it was such a cool world. So yeah. I enjoyed that meshing of, like, horror with martial arts, with sci-fi. Like, it's such a cool combination of things. Paul Harder says, Paul says, and I haven't spit acid. Yeah, me either. Not Not once. <laughs> Not I'm pretty sure thing. they were very concerned about that. I haven't spit any acid. I haven't thrown any fireballs or ice balls. No spears uh, attached to chains. Well, good job. 
Yep. <laughs> it's, 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 it's hard to fight that urge every day, but hey, hey, there was a couple of times when I first, when GTA first came out, not the, not the first one, because that one was a, like a, a top view one, but yeah. the, the, you know, the one that's like the one we're used to, um, the, when I first played that, I played it for like the whole day and then I had to go drive somewhere and I was like, I totally want to like start ramming into people and like run over hookers, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single hooker. Not <laughs> one. Nope. Uh, you, and to be, dude, Rockstar Games, uh, I want to say the first GTA game I played was Vice City and it's just not necessarily life changing, but in terms of game changing, like yeah, uh, the Rockstar, they nailed it. They're consistently, I don't know. I'm glad they make all the money in the world because they do it well. Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> I haven't played the second one yet, but the first one was awesome. Paul Herder says I do throw my hat at people occasionally, and or at I do throw my hat at people and occasionally yell, "Get over here." Yeah, that's fair. I, I flip people off and tell them bad words. You tell them you suck? <laughs> I, that I do. <laughs> All right. It's, it's, I think we're at the end of the show. Yeah, we, we've made, we made it. We made it more than an hour. We made it more than an hour. <laughs> uh, what, what, what else? What else can we say? Uh, Maggie says, my husband tells that uh, to our dogs all the time. <laughs> um, we were going to talk about uh, the Grolix Patreon page if you guys are interested in supporting the show obviously all these episodes uh, these live casts they get they get put up here at CastBox uh, you can find more of our normal episodes at GrolixPodcast.com and uh, we also have the Grolix Patreon where you can hear uh, uh, kind of like what we do here uh, just kind of random rambly uh, pre-show topics where we, we just kind of talk about whatever to get ready for the show, for the main show. And uh, it's basically like this. What? Sometimes it's better. Yeah. Well, yeah. It kind of is because it's basically like the random stuff we want to talk about <laughs> before we actually talk about our topics that we've got chosen for whatever episode. Um, but yeah, there's like, there's over 50 bonus episodes on the Patreon page right now. So and we kind of have uh, themes like we, we try to describe them pretty well. <laughs> is it, isn't that tier only like a dollar or something? Yeah. Just a buck. That's, you know, so that's a dollar. Yep. That's a lot for a dollar, huh? I'd yeah, buy that for a yeah. dollar. And that helped us uh, to, to defray a lot of our costs to go to Okamakon this year. It did. It definitely and we, did. And we got that awesome banner. Right. Right. And the new uh, the new business cards, which are uh, some kind of awesome millennial term like swagalicious. Is that yeah. a millennial term? I don't know. <laughs> I think I made that up, but now I'm going to use it. Swagalicious. But all right, we'll be back Friday, guys. Hopefully, I should be feeling better by then. Better be. I'm on the upswing, so yeah. So we'll be back Friday. Yes, yeah. The voice. I got a dollar, I got a dollar, I got a dollar. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to read, yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, everybody. Th- thanks for tuning in. Or what do you call it now? It's not tuning in. Uh, cl- clicking in? Uh, I don't know. Let's call it Wagalicious. <laughs> Dropping in. Thanks for dropping in. Dropping in sounds good. That reminds me of skateboarding, which reminds me of Tony Hawk Pro Skater.
Oh, that's game changing too. It is game changing. I played that game. I was good at it, and I'm not good at games. So I wish they would make good ones, man. Because Tony Hawk Pro Skater one through, God, what did they stop at? Three or four. There was where I kind of stopped. Okay. And then they went to like American Wasteland and uh, a couple other ones. I played it. I played all of them up to a certain. No, I didn't point. even didn't even play those other ones. If it didn't have a number in it, nope. Oh really? Yeah, no. <laughs> I I played through a bunch of. I think I played up to just before they tried to get Guitar Hero with it, and they had the little skateboard uh, perif- accessory. I was like, no, no, no. I don't play Tony Hawk because I want a skateboard. I play Tony Hawk because. I want to play Tony Hawk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they tried to like DDR this thing where it's yeah. like, well, you're going to actually do the tricks. Yeah. And I heard no. it was bad. How does that even work? Did you have a half pipe in your living room? <laughs> no. You just, <laughs> I'm assuming you just like would press fo- forward and maybe side to side. Yeah. I don't know how it works, but the, the, the license went to another company. And since it went to another company, like they just, they don't care. They just crap junk out and they've they're not good do they even do like collections of the old games well they did they did like tony hawk pro skater hd maybe and i heard bad things about that i'm like how how do you mess that up all you have to do is update the graphics don't change anything else right if you're just doing a pro skater if it's just a hd version yeah um then don't don't do it just Make the game. <laughs> right, right. But I heard I heard bad things. I heard they kind of uh messed it up. Oh, man. Tony oh, Hawk uh, should have a talking to them about it. He, he is he getting a paycheck? He don't care. Uh Paul said I tried to skateboard, failed miserably. Mis- wow, failed miserably. Jesse, you've seen me. Picture me falling flat on my bum. <laughs> I, I don't know what part I'm laughing at, but I'm laughing. <laughs> but I am, you know, I'm in the same camp, man. Uh, I I would have loved to try to be a skateboarder, but uh, we lived out in the country, and there's not really anywhere to do that. And I also would fall on my bum. I used to skate everywhere when I was young. Oh, like um, skate, skate, not not like skateboard. Like I I wore skates. Instead, I'm like, I can't skateboard, but I can skate. And that's what I'm going to do. Patreon.com slash Grawlix Podcast. That's how you can find that. Or you can go to the regular website and we've got a link. Yep. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I did away with the link. I did move some links around. Yeah, I think it's a little lower on the page now because I had to put I had to put our live casts up there somewhere. <laughs> sure, yeah. But, um, oh yeah, it's, it's about halfway down. You won't be able to miss it. It's a big orange box, but okay. Uh, we should end this. All right. End this. (laughs) (laughs) End end it. All right. Fight. (laughs) Finish it. Finish him. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and thanks you, too. Hey, Jesse and Melanie, thank you for covering, well, most of today and yesterday. It's very much appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. That's what that's what we're for. We're, we're a team. We're a team, guys. A yeah. team. I like it. All right, everybody. Talk to you later. Right. Peace out. <laughs>